Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show, Mr. Michael Lavalley of Premium Results Fitness, coming to you from Hackensack, New Jersey. Michael, what's going on, man? How are you today? Not much. I'm always good, man. How's it going? Always good. I love that. Starting this interview off on the right note. Now, now, Michael, I mean, obviously, we just said Premium Results Fitness is the reason that we're here. But before we dive into that, before we dive into everything that we want to ask you about your current business, why don't you give us a little bit of an idea of how we got here in the first place, right? You've spent a decent amount of time in the industry and seen it from a couple of different lenses. What got you here and what made you want to open up your own gym? Right. So I've been in the gym industry for a couple of years now, and I tried to hit every asset of the gym. So I was either a sales manager. I was a trainer at one point. I was operations at one point. I've worked for Globo gyms. Then I went from Globo gyms after they switched and were changing models that I just didn't agree with and I didn't think they were going to work. So I went to somebody that was an independent gym. They were doing their own thing, but there was just certain things that were lacking in his passion for the business and what was going on. So at that point, I just started developing basically what is not working in our industry because it was, you know, it was the same way for so long. And then what I finally did was started my own model building by the way and it was subleased out of another person's place and then covid hit and i thought two weeks was going to be two weeks and we were closed for a lot longer than that so you know it you was, and everybody else yeah so it was basically you know that was where it was i just started my own thing i really got to come up with ideas and what's going to work and things like that and that's where i had to honestly listen to the two most important things were what are members getting pissed about? What are we pissing members off about in the gym at all? And what's going to keep the trainers happy and productive? Because that's our main pull. That's our main money is to get people training, get them results and to keep them continuously training. So what I did is after we reopened and everything, I decided to do my own gym. I separated from my partner, came here and developed this model that I came up with now. Yeah. And and here we are. I mean, this is essentially brand new, right? Six or seven yeah. weeks open. January. So 10th. I'm sure that, that we're still trying to, to figure out a couple of things along the way, but why don't you give us a little bit of a descriptor of what premium fitness results or premium results fitness, excuse me, is about what are the, what are the services that we provide to people? So what I tried to do is exactly what the name says, it's results-based training. So what I found out that people do not like, and this is why, you know, we're growing exponentially right now. It's only been six weeks, but we're staying positive. But the point is, is people could come in and it's not so much of a member-based gym. It's more of a trainer-based gym. Mm. So I develop most of my energy towards building up other trainers. So they come in here, if they have their own LLC or whatever it is, that's what I want them to have. So they come in here, they bring in clientele, but also I have them teach classes if they want. So the way my model works is a trainer could come in and they'll pay me X per session. They don't want to do anything. They just want, I have my own clients. I'm good. This is what it is. No problem. 
or they have the option of, I want to teach five classes for you and then you'll pay a certain amount less, you know, X minus whatever it is. So, and then it's five, 10, 15, whatever it is, but the trainers all get to do this, which now they're all getting exposure to everybody else that's coming here to take classes. So each trainer does their own different thing, whether it's a glutes class, core class, uh, boot camp, boxing, you know, what I done, it, I built a facility that if you're a trainer, it's a dream, it's a Disneyland. You know, <laughs> you know I, you, we have everything that you need. If you know what you're doing, you got it. You know, I even have dance classes and things like that for specialties, mm -hmm. but it's their own businesses that they're coming and they're working out of here. And now people could come in and I have three different membership tiers. And it's, I want to come in, use the facility. That's it. I just, I, I don't want anything. No Do problem. Do my own thing, come and yep. go. That's one rate. Then I have another rate where it's another price. And that's one of the higher priced ones. And that's, I want to come in. I'm going to use the facilities. And I also want unlimited classes. So they get to take every single trainer that's teaching classes, however many classes they want to do, unlimited per month. The last um, option that we do is full programming. So what that is, is it's cheaper than the classes program and it still has unlimited classes. But at that point, I know that they're going to be setting up with me and then I set them up with a trainer and they have to buy a trainer package with one of the trainers. So that's where their pitch comes in and, you know, and I help develop the trainer's pitch and now I'm bringing people in front of them. So when you get some people that come in just to do classes, oh, I don't want a trainer, I just want classes. And now they're in front of two or three different trainers, but they really love that one trainer. Grow. <laughs> you know, that's the whole point is to yep. grow my, my trainers because yep. that's the more that they bring in, the more that we all bring in. Sure. And so from a, from a model perspective, right, the business collects revenue in a couple of different ways. We have the revenue split with... 1099 trainers running their own business. We have mm -hmm. basic membership access where people are coming and going, doing their own thing. We have this yep. upgraded membership where we're rolling in group classes. And then we have mm -hmm. the final option, kind of the, the top of the cake, people meeting with you. They want facility access. They want group class access, but they're getting some sort of training on top of that. Right. Is all of that correct? Yep. Perfect. Perfect. How many people do we serve within these various models? What's the, what's the total membership here as we are? So as of right now, as of, weeks, of you guys being open. Yeah. So we're at our sixth week. We have a total of 57 members that are part of the gym and out of the 57, 42 of the members are doing private sessions or with doing some sort of full programming, which is the whole idea, you know, to have the high paying client that comes in. So yep. out of the 57, we have 42 that are with trainers paying their packages. And one of the biggest things that a lot of people in the gym that when I told them I do this, they, were, they gave me like the double take, but I don't do sign-up fees. I don't do cancellation fees. I don't do um, long-term contracts. I do it based on month to month. The only thing that you got to give me is a 30-day cancellation notice. For sure. some reason, that's like a beautiful catch for a lot of people because they don't want to, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in three months. I might be moving in six months. Oh, I was thinking in two years, like it has no, you know, it doesn't matter what they're yep. doing, but yep. it gives them that comfort. And also it's, they feel more comfortable because they have some skin in the game, but they're working with the trainer and the trainer is now making them a program of full development. You're going to train with me twice a week and you're going to take this girl's core class and you're going to come here and you're going to do at least cardio once a week. 
So when somebody gets a full program like that and they finally see results, which is why I said it's results-based training, they continue to come in. It's not the typical numbers of, you know, like 80% of the time, 20%, you know, 20% of the people come, 20% of the time, 80 people, you know? So the people that are members here, they come and it works. Yeah. So. And so, like you said, a couple of weeks in, 57 total people, 42 are in some sort of PT coaching-based mm-hmm. program. Give me some some hypotheticals. What is do you, have you have you kicked around like, hey, we can handle X amount of total members and this many PT clients? So when it comes to that, it depends on right now the trainers. Right now, it's because a lot of trainers are nervous to either leave to go on their own or they've tried to go on their own. So now they're working for gyms and Globo gyms and things like that. And they're just nervous to either come on, but once they get the confidence and they come in here, then they build up. Cause the one trainer that I started with, he already is about to start a waiting list, which is the goal because that's where, you know, when he starts a waiting list, his prices go up, his prices go up. We all make more, you know? And now when he also has, okay, now he has more people coming in, blah, blah, blah. Now, okay. So we have offset and the trainers that I bring in here are all, you know, they're comparable. It's not where it's, this is a bad trainer. This is a new trainer. This is a young kid. He's just learning. It's, or they have the drive they're doing. Yep. So with that, then all of a sudden, when you have one trainer whose book fills and now it's starting to trickle down, it's oh, okay. Do you want to try a single session with this girl? You want to do this? So now that's where it's now trainers helping other trainers. And then the model that helps the biggest thing bring people in is that if you're a trainer and you bring another trainer in, you get 15% of what they pull or something like that. You know, I work out with the trainers so that their incentive is to bring other people in. So right now where we have, we're at three trainers right now and we want to be, we could handle, it doesn't matter how many trainers are here. It depends on how many sessions that they're going to be doing. But as of right now, you know, it's our goal is to get to at least six to seven trainers and to get over the 200 member mark with over at least 150 doing PT. Got it. Okay. And so that, that helps. Right. And, and one thing I want to touch on before we get into the idea of how do we accomplish those things? One thing I wanted to touch on that you brought up was the idea of pricing mm-hmm. and, and in models like this, where trainers are running their own business, are you determining pricing or are they calling the shots on that? So there's yes and no, <laughs> that's one of those. So they come in here and if they, you know, I give them what, my model is, this is how it works. This is how the pricing is going to be. This is, you know, how you're going to pay me, how we're going to pay you, blah, blah, blah. Once we get that out of the way, then I need to see what their packages are. Like, what are you going to be selling? Because if somebody comes in here and, oh, well, my packages are $250 a session. Okay. Show me that that works. Cause that's a hell of a session. You yeah. know, it's, you know, so it's, I sit down, but also I've noticed that a lot of trainers, they, they're incredible trainers, but they just don't, they didn't have the right guidance or they're trying to do too much on their own without asking for help. So I'll sit down and we'll break down what's the best sales pitch for you that's going to work. Why don't you try doing this? Did you ever think of bundling this? And then we'll figure out, but the whole goal right there is just to make it so that they get growth, immediate growth, Yeah. you know, for right now and to grow their things. And then you could always raise from there or whatever you want to do with your future clients and things like that. So, sure. So some wiggle room, albeit with, with guardrails, right? right? Gotcha. 
Michael, talk us through, I mean, obviously this is a new business. You said that things have been picking up and, and I'm sure that the excitement is tremendous in the mm -hmm. local community, but talk us through what marketing will be for you moving forward. You mentioned goal is 200 members, 150 people in PT. Right. How are you going to make sure that once that excitement dies down, that we still have a consistent flow of leads coming in? Yeah. So, well, one thing we don't want the excitement to ever stop. <laughs> so that's one of the main things. But uh, what I've seen that works are different events every couple of months that bring like just attraction to where I'm at. So right now in my location, I'm in a shopping, a huge shopping mart. So I have full parking and everything like that. And being in Bergen County and half everything is closed because of blue law on Sundays, I have a full parking lot to do events. So, you know, I have some, one of um, my clients works with a car and does wrappings and things like that. We have car collectors that are here and things like that. So now we're going to be putting together a full car show and everything that's going to be sponsored by Premium Results Fitness. And it's going to go in here and it's going to be once it's spring and, you know, April comes and bringing in new things. But it's basically just making people aware because where my location, the reason why I chose this is, A, there's 3,500 units going up within a five-mile radius. Uh, condos where people are living and the gyms that they build in these little places are like stop it yeah so you know <laughs> it's half you know, but, you know, yeah, you know, so it's two and a half miles down the road i got 3500 potential you know square people that want to come here no matter what within the next two years and then the other thing is i don't have any there's not a lot of large global gyms around me the closest one is 10 minutes away so it's this is a need for things right now. So it's just right now, that's what I do need to work on is expanding my marketing further than my social media presence and things like that. So that's where I'm working on now. That's where I have to grow is yeah. in my marketing and trying to get my name out there more. Yeah. When we talk about social media in fitness, it's basically a prerequisite at this point. If you're not on Instagram, if you're not on yeah. Facebook, if you don't come up when I search for you on Google, like people are just going to find somewhere else to go. And so we talk about social media almost as a necessity more than something that is mm -hmm. above and beyond the expectation. For you guys, you are looking into doing community-based events, looking into continuing to get this premium results name out there throughout the community mm -hmm. have you considered the idea of of leveraging that social media and leaning even harder into it and doing any kind of like paid ads down the road oh of course yeah no that's that's going to happen that's just yeah that's part of it yeah and so we've got i mean when we talk about marketing it's got to be a toolkit more than a singular tool right right we need to have multiple different ways because of craziness right we've seen facebook get shut down and then some, somehow we don't have any leads coming in but if we right. have facebook we have instagram we have people walking in off the street organically we have mm. trainers doing a lot of groundwork for us we have other ways of generating leads and consistently getting people in we can better predict as business owners okay cool here we are at the start of march i know i'm going to get 10 new signups throughout mm -hmm. March. I know in April, I know I'm going to get 10 new signups. I know mm -hmm. in May, I know I'm going to get 10 new signups and we can much better plan right. from a business perspective based on those kinds of numbers. 
Michael, for you, you touched on it earlier, but I wanted to explore the process. When somebody is interested in signing up, we get a lead in from wherever, whatever mm -hmm. of those sources that we just listed. What's the typical sales process like from the time that lead reaches out to them buying in to some sort of membership? So it's been quick. I mean, right now I could give you the numbers, but they'd only be for six weeks. So, so like right. it's, it's a quick turnaround right now for sure. people that are answering and things like that. But as soon as it comes in, they're contacted with within the half an hour from their first contact. I don't care what time it is, where gym owners, our phones are on. I'm up. Yep. You know, I get people that text me at two o'clock in the morning. I just ate a pint of ice cream. I want to come in. I saw your gym. And yeah. I'll answer, I'll be like, perfect. I'll talk to you at 5.30 or whatever, you know, like, you know, but you have to be all of it. We have to be available. You know, people want that. Oh, when I reached out to him, he answered really quickly. So that's usually the biggest thing. And then once I can get them to the door, the facility that I built is, it's, it's gorgeous. And you know, it has that vibe and the energy of when people go on vacation, I always say like, they'll go on vacation that never worked out before. And they go and work out like four or five times because the gym, they were like, oh, it's just so nice. There was just mm -hmm. such a good energy, you know? And then they're like, when I get home, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go five times a week. And then they go to the gym and it's a different vibe. You know, it's a different energy. It's a different thing. It's just, and then it just, it ruins it for them almost, you know? And then they, all of a sudden their goal and what they were going to do gets pushed off for another year and a half. So what I built here is it's a really good energy. You know, it's, open concept you know it's a lot of greenery a lot of restored wood and things like that so it just gives off a really good presence as soon as people come in yep. then when they come in i have a lounge that i built so we have couches we have areas and that's where we'll sit down and somebody will come in they'll download my app and everything like that i'll start talking to them and start just bsing about what are your goals what are you trying to do what are you looking for in a gym then I'll just tour them in the facilities while doing this, you know, just nice and BS talk. And then I make sure that my trainers are on call because that's where I play matchmaker at that point of, okay, if you're looking for this, you're, you're going to probably want this guy. If you're looking for this, you're going to want this guy, you know, and that's where I'll bring one of them in. They sit down and they go through their pitch and their process. And then they'll yep. offer them a session. I'll offer them a free class. And then yeah. Works. And so, all of this is happening through you at this point, right? Right. You're the point of contact. Do you anticipate yes. at any point down the line having to bring somebody else into that? So you aren't oh, the guy at, yeah. at 2 a.m. taking 100%. that percent. Yeah. No, right now it's just, um, it, this is my baby. I just built it. Mm -hmm. So I want to be the person that is the point of contact right now until I can bring somebody else in and train them the way that I think, which is... Yep. You'll have an aneurysm if you go in my head for a little bit, but <laughs> you know, so that's why, and it's good for my trainers too, because that's the other thing when you said you were talking about the toolbox, you know, it's a toolbox is great, but if you only have a screwdriver in it, like it doesn't We're going to need something else down the yeah, line. You know, so, but also the way that my trainers work is all the trainers that come here now get to feed off each other's social media because when they post at the gym, all the other trainers are getting posted in those tags and things like that. So you have 500 followers, you have 700 followers, you have a thousand followers. Now everybody just got everybody else's followers, you know, because they're all watching premium results and things like that. So it brings them all together yeah. and, Oh, I want to try that, you know, so it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it's, it's such an interesting 
time to have this conversation because we've had a couple of weeks of experience. Things are trending in the right direction, but I appreciate the fact that you're talking about like, hey, we want to continue this trend. It's not like a hot start and sputter out sort of thing. We want to make sure that this really, really takes off. Paint us a picture of the future here, Michael. You talked about some sort of metrics that you were shooting for 200 members 150 people in pt but what's the what's the big picture with this business for you a second location within two years that's the goal right now is and then from there i'm sure i'm gonna have another another idea of what i want to do but right now it's developing and perfecting the model right now and building up my trainers getting awareness in where i'm at right now learning my community and things like that and then finding one, another location that's not too far from here. Cause like I said, this is great, but there's a lot of members that are coming, that are going to be coming within the next two years because of everything that they're building and the way they're building up this area. So right now it's just getting prepped and figuring out <laughs> what's working, what's not working, what I need to tweak, you know, different things like that. So the main goal right now is to grow to the point of, I need my second location. Yeah, this is uh, this is an exciting time for sure. And oh, it's great, man. We we, I love talking to people who have ambitious but realistic goals. Right, you're not right. saying, hey, I want to have ten locations in two years. Let me solidify what we're doing now. Yep. Let me duplicate it. I'll reevaluate my goals at that point, but let's keep our ducks in a row. Right. Michael, as we approach the end of our time here, I, I always appreciate the chance to dig through people's mindsets and see what really makes them tick. But I want to give you the chance to shout out where people can learn a little bit more about this. Where, what are the social media tags? What's the website? So right now, the biggest platform that I use is Instagram, and that's Premium Results Fitness NJ. Uh, you could find us on Google. We always have, you know, posts and things that are going out on that. But mostly what I use is through my other trainers, which is Sweat Strong Fitness, uh, TCJ Fitness, Crown Fitness. You know, if you go through on my Instagram, you'll see all of their tags and everything like that. And that's who my team is now. So if, you know, there's any questions, my phone numbers are all direct on there. If somebody wants to call me, I'm always willing to talk, especially when it comes to business in the gym. It's keeps us all sharp. So. Yep. Absolutely. Well, man, I, like I said, I, I really appreciate it. And I can't, I, I enjoy this type of conversation, this, this conversation about business, about how we're operating and mm -hmm. where we can potentially improve needs to be a constant for people right. like you and me in the industry, man. I've had a bunch of fun. I can't thank you enough for your time. And, I, and I'm, we'll have to get you back on here a couple of months down the road when we've Definitely. got a little bit more experience and, and data underneath our belt how's that oh sound? i'm sure i'll have what worked and what didn't by then <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully less of the what didn't yeah there we go that's what i said did. trend in the right directions that's yes, all I man this, I, I can't thank you and like i said i wish you nothing but the best thank you very much my man good talking to you to everyone who tuned in we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. 
But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Jess from Bear Fit in Arkansas. What's up, Jess? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Very happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. All righty. Let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Well, you know, we have three boys, but back whenever I had my first kiddo, almost 14 years ago, I had, I was in college and I was actually going to school for occupational therapy and I was pregnant. I got pregnant. And so I had gained a lot of weight, like almost 90 pounds. And so trying to get that off, um, I just really fell in love with just health and fitness. I'd always played sports, but it never really was important. I was just, you know, fitness side of it. I just played sports. And so, um, trying to get that baby weight off and and seeing how hard it was and then seeing so many people that could relate to me. And so I remember coming home and telling my husband, you know what, I think this is something I want to do. And I want to help people like me do this because there's a lot of people out there that just really have no idea. And so it just kind of started from there. I changed my major to exercise science and, you know, we started, I worked at a, like a corporate gym to kind of build my way up and I just prayed about it and told my husband, I really feel like we need to open up our own place. And so that's what we did. That's awesome. All right. So it kind of just happened organically, you know, and yeah. you, you worked your way up and worked in corporate fitness. Did you say it was for a little yeah. bit? We did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that certainly helps too, because that provides you with some of the experience that you need to run a facility. So I'm sure that that was helpful. Uh, Some of the things that you learned along the way through that experience to help you when you had your own facility. So, all right. So as far as your business model, how do you structure things? So are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? How does that look? We do a little mixture of, you know, of all of it. We, we do a lot of private training. Like I said, it's my husband and I that own Barefit. And, um, you know, we've been doing this almost 11 years. And so we, we just now in the last couple, couple of years brought people on board, um, you know, to help us and, and, and teach classes and stuff. But we're really, I would say 80% private training. We offer group classes too. And um, we're very grateful for our instructors that we've, that we've brought on um, to help us with that because we cannot do it all by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> definitely gets to a certain point where you have to hire help. Absolutely. So that's good that you've gotten to that point. Um, okay. So are there any other services that you offer within your business? So as far as nutrition, coaching or accountability, supplementation, anything of that nature? Yeah, well, we actually have um, one of our really good friends here in our town, Um, We sat down with him about a year ago and we're like, listen, people are really needing help with macros and what to eat and what not to eat. And he just had a background in, in food, in the food industry. And so 
we, we kind of come up with a um, meal planning business called Bear Nutrition. And so we also, you know, we do that too. And we offer that inside of our gym and it actually has blown up. Um, so it's all, it's like all of our town pretty much is there's different pickup locations now. So it's been pretty wow. cool, but that's huge is the nutrition side of it. Um, so I do help with people, you know, I help a lot with the macros and, and, and helping people understand that, you know, you can work out all day long, but if you do not have your nutrition in place, you know, yeah, I'm going to get very far. Exactly. Yeah. It's a super, super important piece and something that I think overwhelms a lot of people, you know, it can be yeah. overwhelming. So to have that service that you offer definitely simplifies things for people and makes it much easier. I'm sure uh-huh. that's great. So your membership base, how many members or clients are you currently serving? Okay. So what we have right now, um, last time I checked is we're probably training individually, probably about 75 different people. Um, now that's not counting our group classes. We see different faces coming in for our group classes. Our group classes are only $10 a class and you can just drop in for those. So it's very reasonable. It's affordable. Um, and we try to offer those, you know, at least one group class a day, just so those that really want, you know, they're like, I really want training, but I can't really afford the private, you know, cost. We are, we have something available for them to just be like, Hey, listen, we totally get it. Like, you know, especially now. It likes right. hard. And yes. so we try to make it something that everyone can do. Um, but as far as sessions, um, oh goodness, probably 200 sessions a week right now. Wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. So yeah. getting new faces in the door, how do we go about doing that? Is it more through word of mouth, referral based? Are you doing any type of paid advertising? So you've been in the game for, you know, quite yeah. a while now. Yeah. So um how are you kind of keeping those memberships consistent and also getting new people in the door? Um, that's a great question. So honestly, after all these years, you know, when you first start, you're paying for all this advertisement and you're on the radio and you're doing all those things, which I think are great, but it really is a word of mouth industry. I mean, it's one of those things that on Facebook, I might get tagged, you know, somebody might be like looking for a trainer, trying to get baby weight off. And it's, you know, our business is being tagged 20 times underneath that post or something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have a Facebook page and there's times that if I, if we're doing something, we really try to help the community and do things for the community. So if there's things that we're giving back, I'll usually boost that post so people can see that. But for the majority of our things, it really is so-and-so's aunt, you know, it's just right. word of mouth. And we're really blessed with clients that you know, they'll tag themselves as soon as they get into our, you know, come to the gym and that they're, they're really good at letting people like, Hey, this is where I'm at or taking a shooting a selfie, you know, right outside the business and tagging us. So we're really blessed. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. As far as your community goes and building more of that community, bringing in those same types of people. So that's huge. So uh, now are you doing any type of paid advertising at all I might have missed that along the way no Um, not right now no no, okay we're not Mm -mm. okay and is that something you've done in the past we did like we've done some radio things and Mm -hmm. um you know just smaller thing you know we have magazines and stuff here that, that go around all the businesses and we've done ads in that um but as far as feedback when people come in the door we'd be like so how'd you hear about us and you know it's like someone so from church said it was never a lot of 
I saw a magazine at the dentist and your name was in it. It was really so-and-so at the hair salon was talking about she's sore from your leg day. And I was right. like, where do you go? And so that's the majority of our people right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's great that you've been able to do it organically for the most part. For the most so, part. Goals. Let's talk about goals a little bit. So over the next six months to a year or so, is there anything specific that you're really focused on achieving within the business? Absolutely. So my husband, we, within our business, he has what's called gnarly trail, which is like an outdoor training. So he does, he just got back from Colorado, climbing mountains. And so he does a lot of the, you know, kayaking and mountain biking and stuff like that. So our goal is to have a branch of gnarly trail kind of out there. Um, and it really, it's just going to have such a different audience than what I'm like, you know, right now we're seeing a lot, it's very family based, but I'm seeing a lot of the stay at home moms during the day and they're bringing Mm -hmm. their babies that are sitting in the carrier while we train. And this will be more of a outdoor training, getting people ready for, you know, a trail run that's coming up or climbing a mountain. And so that's kind of our goal is to branch out and just, have a totally different audience um, yeah. within the business. You know, it's still fitness. It's just a different type. Okay. Yeah. And so with advertising for that, is there a certain approach that you have or like an offer that you're going to put out there or? Yeah, I think it's yeah, right. So, uh, you know, honestly, he's had it for a little while and we've just kind of done it within the gym. And so that's a, another one of those things that we have a, you know, really awesome park here. And so, you know, we'll take, he'll take them out there and do different, different stuff. And so he's, he's kind of like, you know, I really feel like it's time to open up something for some of these people. And it's not just guys, it's a lot of the girls too. And so, um, it's some of the people that are already in the gym, but a lot of people that have kind of just been on the standby watching and saying, Hey, if you ever do something, you know, I love in the trail running or I love, you know, we're going to Utah and I would love to get in shape to be able to just to climb that mountain. Right. Um, so I think that it'll be, people already watch him, you know what I mean? And so I think yeah. he launches that it'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a very specific market right. for something like that, but it's cool to add as like a, a supplementation to the business, another service that you offer. And then it'll also provide another stream of revenue for the business, Absolutely, well, which is yes. amazing. Yes. So speaking of streams of revenue, now, do you offer an online platform at all? I know a lot of people had developed one, especially through COVID. Um, yes. And then a lot of people, if they didn't develop one, then are doing it now just to have another stream of revenue and be able to reach more people. So is that something that you do as well? Yeah. So when COVID hit, you know, they made mandated our doors to shut. And so we started just a barefoot strong group um, of live workouts. And again, our clients are amazing because, and even people just in the community, I feel like if you have a fitness center like that and you have, which are, we have a smaller community than some people, but they just kind of stuck behind us and helped us. And so we started that live um, during COVID. And so during breaks or like if we get a snow, like last year, we got a, a crazy week of where no one could go anywhere. We had that available for those people. Like, Hey, yes. we can't see you at the gym, hop on barefoot strong. We're going to do a workout every day this week. And so we do have that. We don't, it's more of a private group of like 200 people in there that were just more for our, um, 
you know, that come to the gym. We haven't, right. we've talked about it, but it's one of those things that we would probably need another person to come in and, and, and do that. Because I don't know if, if we have the time really personally right. to do a live, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a lot, you know? Um, yes. And so how many trainers do you have now? So your yourself, your husband, and then we have another head trainer um, okay. that is there. And then we also have a bar instructor, a yoga instructor and a spin instructor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you offer those classes as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. We also, in our rooms, we have a pretty awesome facility, but we have a massage therapist, an esthetician, a barber. So it's, we've utilized our space and it's super cool. It's what we're wanting. It's like a wellness center and just a one-stop shop. Yeah. And so you can come in and work out and go get your haircut, girl. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. So how large is the facility overall? It's about 4,000 square feet. Um, okay. So the back of it, you know, has all the different rooms where we have yoga, we have a sauna, we have a kid's room so people can bring their kiddos in while they work out. And we have a cool you know, just a TV and some coloring books and blocks and stuff like that. And then in the very back area is where we offer, you know, the esthetician massage and the hair. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how does it work with those other businesses running within your business? Do they pay rent to like a landlord or do they pay you? How does that work? Yes, they pay us. So we, um, they just pay us to rent out that space. Mm -hmm. And um, so they still have their own little business. You know, they have their own little names um, of their businesses in there. And it's pretty cool, but they just pay us. And so it's worked out really, really good because a lot of people don't want a huge overhead. Like they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a massage therapist, but I just, I really am looking just for a room. I don't want my own place and I don't want to have exactly. to worry about any of that. And so it's really cool. And we try to tell people that have, you know, that gyms or that have extra rooms, like utilize that space because there's people looking for rooms all the time, you know? And so, um, it's been a huge blessing to have them there too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that that really helps with, you know, your overhead. It takes away right. obviously some of the pressure off of you as absolutely. far as overhead costs go. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So I always like to talk about like in an ideal world, paint me a picture of what you want out of your business or where you want your business to go rather, you know, like in an ideal world, it's like the unicorn scenario. Okay. Um, what are you looking to achieve? What is like your, your dream vision essentially? Okay. Yes. That's awesome. So we want to be all over the place. We want to be more like a franchise. And so okay. um, about a, a little over a year ago, I have an older sister that was a speech therapist for many, many years. And then COVID hit and, you know, a lot of things changed within that. And so she's always had, a, she's always been a huge runner and in and, and the always fit. And so we sat down to, and I was like, why don't we, she lives in the Little Rock area, which is about two hours from us. I said, why don't we open up a bare fit there and you run it? And she's like, yes. oh, let's do it. <laughs> And so she just celebrated her one year anniversary. Oh my gosh. So you did do it. We did it. I know it's amazing. She's rocking and rolling. She's already expanded. She's got spin and bar and yoga. And it's just been such a, it's so amazing, but that's honestly, I would love to be able to step back and have, you know, four or five places 
and me not really be training full time. I mean, just going to all the places and making sure everything's going good and more of a franchise and kind of have people running it. And that would be, and it's going to be, I'm speaking it, speaking yes. life over it. It's going to happen. Absolutely. It's just, we will make it happen. It's just, we got to get there. Right. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that you had a second location already. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. Okay. So you've already kind of started, started that rolling, started the process of that anyway, and thinking about taking those next steps. So right. ideally what's your timeline on that? Oh man. I, I would say in the next five years, I would love to have another, like two other locations up and running um, here locally you know, within a few hours, there's, there's a couple places on our on top of our list that we, we keep praying over. So hopefully it works. Absolutely. It's not our timing. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny too. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people recently who have just opened their facilities during COVID or just after, you know, I, I say after COVID, it's still a thing of yes, course but right. uh we're on the other side of things anyway uh, right. but who have just recently opened gyms and it's it's crazy because it's such a crazy time right now you know and it's right. so hard to predict and plan because it's just everything's still kind of questionable at this right. point um but yeah it's it's crazy how things kind of just pan out sometimes yeah and I think too you know one thing that and I know some people were kind of you know kind of worried at first but I think if anything with COVID people are realizing how important our health is and so yes. I think these people in the gym industry you know we might have had a few months where we're like oh gosh like what's gonna happen because all of us are screaming guys you this is the you know this is what you need to be doing like you need to be working out like why are they shutting our gyms down like this is important, our health, you know, this is huge. And so I think now that people have gone through it, they're like, wait, you know, we really do need to get healthy. We need yes. to be like figuring out, you know, what, what we're putting in our bodies and we need to be right. walking. And so I really do feel like, even though it was a kind of a bump in the road, those that are in the fitness industry, it's kind of been helpful because people are more aware of like, probably need to, you know, work on this. So yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, and I think also people are really wanting to get out, get out yes. of their houses and get back to some sense of normalcy. You know, I was reading right. an article the other day from Peloton and Peloton's not doing so well right now. You right. know, of course, during the pandemic, I'm sure things were great for them. But right. now people are really starting to get back to going to actual facilities and like you said really realizing how important their health is how important right. it is to properly fuel their bodies to work out and just try to maintain their health so mm -hmm. i think this january you know january is always a busy time but i think that this year really is gonna it's gonna yes. get hard that's so. what i keep telling our people at the gym because you know we've been doing this for so long, November, December is the slower months, you know? And so some of my instructors are like, uh, why is the, you know, why there's usually 25 people. Why have only seven people showed today? And I'm like, listen, it's almost a breathing time because when yeah. January hits, it is game on. And so mm -hmm. 
you know, I know everybody at around this time of year is like, oh my gosh, you know, it's around Christmas and we, you know, you have kids and you're like, ah, but when January hits, there is no breathing. You are game on. And like you said, I think because of everything else and, and mental health, like it's just taking the biggest toe on people's mental health and just yes. getting out, having conversation with someone in the gym too. And just having that conversation of just, just, I don't know, getting, getting out of the house is been huge. So I really think that those in the gym industry better buckle up because January, yes. it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I completely agree with the, the mental aspect of things. I know for myself, even just during that time, being such an active person and constantly moving and doing something. And, you know, that's, that's what keeps me going. So it was very hard to be home and to not have that option. And even I don't like working out at home. You know, I've always been somebody who I like to go to the gym. It separates things for me and it provides just a a space for clarity, essentially. Right. And just, it's just like a, such a release, you know? And that's something that I think people are really missing too and really ready to get back to having that space to go and having that release from stress. And just, it's such a huge stress reliever for so many people. And it just right. allows you to let go of so many things and just clear your mind. And I think that that's such a, an important piece of, you know, getting back into the gym and, and keeping things separate, you know, keeping your home, your work yes. your gym separate. It is. It's just a reset. And that's what I tell people too. And it goes back to my, you know, we train a lot of men too, but my mom, especially my postpartum moms, it's like, they're Oh yeah. Only time, you know, and they're just like, Oh yes. my gosh, like I can bring my baby and they can sit here and I can actually have conversation with somebody and move, yeah. you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. Absolutely. So you've been in business for quite some time now and you're expanding and growing and that's so great to hear, especially right now. Um, so if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is thinking about opening their own facility what would that be oh gosh girl I could keep so many right wow oh my (laughs) goodness um you know first of all I would just say believe in yourself it is so scary and I get it you know when we first started it was like the what ifs and and it goes back to that saying of what if I fail and it's what if I fly and it's you don't know unless you try and you're going to do some you're going to make mistakes and you and you're going to do things that you're like ah, I better should learn. you know I learned from that and that's part of it and that's what makes you strong and that's what makes you grow yes and, and like you going back to just being organic and just being real and and I feel like I've, I'm a very uh transparent person I really mm-hmm. am I try to just be transparent with my clients with people that meet me of just life is hard sometimes and this is what happens but as far as opening opening up a facility, just believing in yourself. Um, one of my biggest things is having a cancellation (laughs) policy (laughs) and a (laughs) no-show policy in place. Yes. In place. Like, because when you're first starting, you let things slide because you want as many people in there and you're like, yes, that's okay. You didn't show up for your session. I need to, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings because I need you. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the biggest thing, you know, that I talk about is just that 
having that in place at the beginning, and I know people probably laugh at it, but I don't think they realize how huge it is. And I know yeah. unless you're in the service industry, as far as a hairdresser or a, you know, makeup artist, tattoo artist, hair, personal trainer, mm-hmm. we only get paid if those people show up. Yes. You know, and I don't think people understand that. I think people think you're just at the gym all day and I can come if I want to come or not come. Right. Yeah. And that's huge. That's probably the biggest thing. And I tell people that, you know, even here that have asked me that have gyms, I'm like, that's the biggest thing is just having that in place. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though it might sound kind of small when you're opening up something, it's really not small because that's how you get paid. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times people are afraid to implement structure. Yes. Now they're afraid that people won't like it or, but people like structure. Like yes. they like structure. They know, they, they like to know what to expect. Yes. They like to know how things are going to go. Um, they like to know that when they walk in the gym, things are going to be a certain way. You know, they expect a certain level of service and it requires you to put structure in yeah. place. And like you said, you know, if somebody schedules time with you, your time is your money. Mm-hmm. You know, that hour if somebody schedules an hour with you and then they don't show, you know, you're losing money because it's yes. like somebody else could have been there. Absolutely. It's, it's so important to have those things in place. And that's something that really came into play, uh, you know, more so even during COVID, just opening up after COVID and only being able to be at 25% right. capacity or 50% capacity, you know, putting a no-show fee in place. So, right. you know, people schedule for the class and then they don't show, they're going to get charged, you know, yeah. and that it helps on so many levels because especially in that situation, I mean, there were only so many spots yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there were so many people that wanted to come in and take class. Yes. And people would get mad because they'd be like fighting over spots. They're like, like, I could have totally came to that. Right, exactly. So it's like, you know, having that in place and then eventually people understand like, okay, I need to cancel my class so that somebody else can get in, you know, but just um, having that structure and then also just like, it it was also rules in classes too. Like um, people would come, I was, I was doing kickboxing so people yeah. would come on the mat and they would like have their cell phone in their hand and it's like no 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 like you gotta lay down the rules from the beginning like <laughs> what is acceptable and what is not and yes. people are definitely afraid to do that sometimes yes and then um also so having a- along those same lines so the structure of your membership so how do you structure your membership well see what we do is we do we don't do like a draft and that is something that we've discussed because we we did that in the corporate industry yeah we worked for a corporate gym and there were so many things that would come up and these people would be stuck in these drafts and I would remember just coming home and being like I feel so bad for these people because you know they could have anything like lost their job but they're they're in this 12-month contract and I'm like oh my gosh and so I remember telling my husband I'm like I'm not ever doing that like I totally understand they those people need to get paid but So what we do is we do it monthly, but you have to let us know, you know, you have to lead, let us know at least 
a couple weeks ahead of time if you're not going to renew for the next month so we can fill that you know we'll wait until your time's up but we'll have that spot filled right um and i have you know some people in the biz business side of things of like jess you really need to do a draft i'm like i made that promise so many years ago i would not do that because life especially now life just it's so hard and things happen and i understand things happen fast you know and so that's something that we have learned um and we've discussed you know what if we offered drafting for those that would want it and lower you know lower their monthly price by this month if you know by this much if they did the drafting and have that as an option for those people right. mm -hmm. and so that's something that's kind of in the works just because some people rather they're just like dude i'd rather you just have that taken out on the first i can't remember yeah. my checkbook or i can't remember right. my you know, and so that's yeah. something that we we're discussing about bringing on for the first of the year, just so we know, like we're being paid, they're accountable. This is their time slot, right? Um, especially with it going to be really busy. We just need people that are serious, you know, to right. come. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's a lot to keep track of, you know, yeah. and to is it is it more challenging for you to track your monthly revenue that way as well like no I, it's not but i'm also no. very I'm really spot on when it comes to that kind of stuff and but that's another thing is is being able you know you say goals that's kind of yeah um, we train a few chiropractors and people that own business and they're like jess you really yeah. need someone <laughs> to do this like you're gonna lose your mind and i'm like yeah. no i got it i got it everything's fine everything's fine <laughs> you know. know and at night i'm like no no it's not fine i know <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's but, like my first thought too, when I hear that is like, oh my gosh, like yes. my head would be spinning, you know? And especially yes. when you get to the point where it's like, you've got 200, 300 yeah. members, like that's a lot. That's a it lot is. for you to keep track of. It is. So that is something, you know, starting in January, we will definitely be having an option for people. Like this is the rate if you want to be bi-monthly. Or if you want to, you know, do a six month or something, this is, this would be the price. And so right. that's something we're going to be working on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then that also offers you the opportunity to do like a paid in full membership too. Yes. People yes. want to do those to generate some upfront cash, you know, yes. we have that's a couple people that do that now, but yeah. Um, Yes. We love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening and you're a member, please. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll never say no to that. <laughs> never. <laughs> yes. That's super helpful. And especially in the situation that you're in now, you know, monthly, always yes. having to kind of pay attention to it and whatnot. Yeah. I can see where that would certainly be helpful in that situation as well. So yes. yeah, but goals for the future, always something to work on, right? Yes, always right. Improvements you, make and it is. And that's kind of goes back to when you, any business, I think, but especially in the gym industry, you really just, you, you learn as you go. Yes. And you're, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, not going to do that or okay. Right. That worked. Or, you know, and also be teachable. I love to, you know, people that are ahead of you in the game, like yes. it's not a competition. We're in this mm -hmm. together. So being, being teachable and, and learning from other people and, you know, listening to this podcast and hearing what these people did that didn't work or what these people, you know, I think that that's, that's beneficial and very, very helpful. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Sometimes it's hard to, um, kind of like put your ego aside right and you know just remember that you don't know everything and mm -hmm. if you've never done it before how would you know how to do everything you know Absolutely. and the, the business side of things 
of of the fitness industry sometimes gets lost because it's clouded by the fitness side of things, you know, right. and yeah. people open facilities and then they're like, oh gosh, like I have to pay attention to the numbers and I have to figure out how to grow this or generate that or, yes. you know, and it's, it's a lot. And like you said, you, you end up learning as you go. And sometimes that requires some mistakes along the way, which requires some money along the way. And, (laughs) you know, it can get expensive. So yeah, definitely uh, not being afraid to take some advice from. No, be teachable. Always be teachable. We were, one of my clients and I were just talking about this yesterday because my 13 year old starting guitar lessons and he's been self-taught. He's been teaching himself during football. And when I took him, I was like, dude, you've got to be teachable. Don't act like you know everything. And I was telling my client that yesterday. And she said, I was just saying that to my kids, like, everyone needs a coach. She said, Tom Brady has a coach. You know what I mean? Like everyone needs a coach. I don't care how good you are. Like there's always somebody better. Yeah. And so that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's hard for a lot of people in the beginning, especially because you come in and it's like, you have this idea of exactly what you want and exactly how you're going to get there. And it just doesn't, always happen that way you know and you have to be willing and open-minded and and willing to adapt and the industry is always changing as well so you know you have to constantly pivot and adapt and adjust to the industry and what the people want and I always like to say you know you are not your client you are not your target market a lot of the times you're not you know Um, so you have to be kind of willing to accept that as well sometimes that can be hard as well so yeah it's so true all righty lots of good stuff there so as we start to wrap up where can the listeners find you on social media well i we have a facebook page um that's just bare fit personal training you can get on there and, and check us out um that's where we do most of our stuff we had an instagram page for a little bit but honestly our facebook page is the biggest, um, especially like I said, during COVID and, and we just got a lot of, of followers through that. And just in the community that helped us out. And, you know, I feel like there was even some people that probably, and actually some people would text me and go, I'm drinking my coffee and I'm eating my cinnamon roll watching you live, but I just <laughs> feel so good that I paid for this. I love that, right? You know, like she was like, we just know that life is hard right now. We just want to support you, but just know I'm not doing those squats right now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> but it, it's been, it's been great. But yeah, just on, on our Facebook page, um, Barefit Personal Training, our other location is, um, is Barefit of Mall Mail. It's the, the city that they're in. And so just be looking for us expanding and growing and changing lives and touching people. Absolutely. Love that. All righty. So Jess from Bear Fit in Arkansas. Thank you so much for joining yes, us today. It's been so great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of All Dimensions Fitness Center in Gillette, Wyoming, Tony Ladke. How are you today? I'm great, Dominic. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. I'm excited. Uh, had great little conversation before we hopped on here. Lots of things going on at All Dimensions. Tell us what you're all about. Give us the Give us the lowdown on who you are and what you're doing out there in Gillette. Well, um, All Dimensions Fitness, we kind of want to cater just to, you know, the community of Gillette. We want to have something for everyone. Um, Gillette is a community that has a lot of shift work. So we're a 24-hour gym. Um, That way we are there for everybody all the time. Um, A lot of people... You know, it's hard for them to find the time around their schedules to make it into the gym and work out. So we we try to make that happen for them. Um, We have a little bit of everything. We have, um, you know, just your your general come in, get your lift on, work out. We have our cardio. We have classes and we try to make sure that there's something for everyone. Awesome. So this has been something that um, you took over just a couple months before the pandemic. Uh, had a complete career change, but knew that you wanted to be doing something where you worked with the public, something where you're helping people. So give us a little bit of a summary of, you know, what drew you to wanting to own your own fitness center and, you know, what, what your expectations were. Obviously nobody had expectations of COVID. So that was, you know, that's, that's something we all battled, but you know, what, what that looked like and, you know, what your general experience has been in the last two years or so. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, um, we looked at it as just an opportunity, you know, just to make a change, not because I, I didn't love what I did before, but just that it was time for me to do something different. So um, I was a college athlete. So went straight from, you know, playing, um, in college to coaching right away. And I coached um, high school volleyball for 20 years. I taught chemistry at the high school. I worked with athletes every day. You know, um, coaching is a, you know, it's a 12, you know, 12 month a year job. And so constantly working with athletes and and training athletes. And I loved that part of the job. Um, There were some other things and you know, some time commitments and and family commitments that I wanted a little more flexibility. So I wanted something that I could do that I enjoyed, that I was interested in, that I was passionate about, where I enjoyed what I was doing, where I could show up every day and like what I was doing, but still had the flexibility to follow my kids and, um, you know, watch all, you know, watch all their sports and activities and 
owning a gym and, you know, um, working with people and working out and helping people be, you know, healthy and take care of their bodies was something that, you know, I had always been interested in and I enjoyed doing. And I thought, you know, maybe it would be the best of both worlds. I'd have the flexibility I wanted along with doing something that I was interested in. I would be able to, you know, touch base with people in the community and keep that relationship and help people. And so, um, you know, I just started kind of just, you know, it was about a year. I looked into a few different things and looked at my, you know, my options and, you know, felt it out a little bit and then started to get a little more serious and started, you know, looking into some just different options for fitness centers. And uh, I guess just with the, the timing and where I was, it just worked out for me to take over this gym. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you got to a, a point in your life when you had, you know, your, your schedule and the things that you wanted had evolved a lot and owning a fitness center checked off most, if not all of those boxes. And, you know, it, somewhat serendipitously, this particular facility that you, you had some familiarity with becomes available and you say, heck, this, we're doing it. We're going to jump in. You know, we have some, some big ideas for it. You know, you, you brought some, some things to the table that you wanted to do to modernize it, to change location. So you came into this thing, guns blazing, you know, head first, all in, um, and have really made it into your own, uh, what your vision of it is. So for you, um, you know, I know the journey was, was again, it was hindered by COVID. It, there was some, some hiccups that go there, but, um, what were the biggest surprises for you as far as the ownership process I and mean, construction has its own inherent, you know, moving things like that, that's going to go with any business. But as far as the operations, the owning a fitness business, um, would have been some surprises for you, whether they were positive, you know, things that you didn't expect that, that have gone better or that you like more. And, you know, I don't want to dwell too much on the negative, but things that may have surprised you, they're like, oh, <laughs> this is part of owning a facility too. Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely the positives are the people that I work with every day. And that was the part that drew me, you know, to this path was I get to see these people, they are in and out of the gym every day, you know, we get a visit, we get to see each other, we get to build those relationships, you know, get to work with them. That part is great. I love that. It's been, you know, everything that I, I wanted. Um, but I would say, you know, just, just the time, if you want it to be yours and you want it to be successful, you know, it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it takes a lot of time, you know, a lot of sleepless nights trying to figure out, you know, how do I, you know, how do I balance, you know, just the budget and, and, you know, how can I make it, you know, get the equipment that I want and, you know, the instructors that I want and put the time in and still teach the classes that I want to teach and build those relationships at the same time, you know, doing scheduling and maintenance and, and payroll and, and all of that fun stuff that comes with being an owner. So you still get to do all the fun stuff, but there's just, you know, all of that, I guess, managerial stuff that you know is there, but it's, you, you know, sometimes stressful. Um, but I guess that's maybe the, you know, the biggest, 
I don't know if it was surprise, you know, it's there, but you don't really know until you're, you know, like you said, you jump in with both feet and then you just try to figure it out as you go. And, you know, you make a few mistakes on the way and you learn a thing or two and, and then you just hope that you get it figured out at some point. Yeah, it's a lot of it is trial by fire on the job learning. But if you know what you came there to do, obviously you've you spend a lot of time in other career fields, you know what your work ethic is and you know what drives you. So at least if you know you have those things as your base, that if you show up every day with the same, you know, the same attitude, I'm here to help people, I'm here to enjoy the people that I'm around. Um, you know, there's, it's not a, a guarantee. Things don't just happen. You get the work ethic to back it up and some blood, sweat and tears later, here we are. So right. we're, we're in this facility that is, you know, has your, has the history of being there before, but has your personal stamp on it. So I want to talk about some of the ways um, that you do things from an operation standpoint, know where you're coming from now, what type of facility that, that you want it to be. So when it comes to the day-to-day -day operations, the, the big hot buttons that, that there are <laughs> widely varying opinions on, I wanna hit some of the big topics. And I always say best place to start is at the beginning. So without clients, you don't have, you don't have a business. You have to have people interested in it. You, know, you put all this work into making the facility the way you want it. What are you doing right now that's working best to get people to raise their hand, to come in through the door and say, hey, I think I'm interested in working out. Your facility looks like the one I want it to be. Here I am. Tell me about it. What are you, what's working best on that aspect? I think the most important thing is to take care of the people that are here right now, because I think the biggest um, form of I don't know, advertisement or the best recommend, recommendation you can get is word of mouth. So if, you know, if we have one person come in that has a bad experience and they go out and tell, you know, 20 people, you know, that's, you know, bad, bad business. So what we want to do is provide the, the type of environment and um, we just want to be the place where, you know, they, people come and, you know, they feel like they get taken care of. Our, you know, our staff is, is friendly and helpful and they come in, they get what they need, they have a good experience. And then, you know, they go out and, you know, tell everyone else that, that, you know, they love it here and that this is the place to be. And that's what we want. We want to be that place where everyone wants to go. And so I think that's the most important is to take care of, take care of your clients, take care of your members, take care of the people that are walking in the door and, um, you know, from there, the other things we're doing, we're just trying to find, you know, things that, um, you know, that people want to do. What are the interests? What do people need? What What is the one thing that they're looking for? We added the yoga because we had a yoga studio in town, you know, closed down and, and those people needed a place to go. So we want to be, you know, accommodating to all different types of fitness levels and all different types of people and we look for you know we try to pub run and we like we're just trying like all sorts of, of different things that you know people enjoy we want fitness to be fun we don't want people to think you know we don't want it to be that just that chore that they you know they feel like they have to do but they don't want to do we want them to enjoy it and we want to make a you know a lifestyle change so not just a you know just a short 
I don't know, like a short stint. We want them to make it a part of their, you know, their everyday habit to come in and, and, you know, make themselves better. Okay. So from, from that standpoint, you're putting a lot of time, a lot of energy into customer experience, making sure that the people you have go out there, they're out in the community, they're raving, raving fans. Uh, if I can borrow a term from one of my favorite books. Um, and, but then also you're making sure that you're out there in the community trying to figure out where people are, what things excite them above and beyond uh, the person who's just like, hey, I woke up today feeling like I want to go run on a treadmill or I want to lift some weights, trying to more meet people where they are and find that intersection of community, fitness, your facility, lifestyle, what's really going on in Gillette. Yeah, absolutely. And we want it to be sustainable, you know, something that they can, you know, maintain that works for them. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that can be hugely different um, based on market, based on location of gym, you know, you're not in a major metropolitan area where you have a hundred thousand or 200,000 or a million people where, um, you know, there's basically a type of, you know, enough of any type of person that you can just draw your line in the sand and say, Hey, there's enough people here that I'm just going to cater to this. And this is where I am, you know, Gillette has, you know, a 30, 40,000 people in it. And when you start distilling those numbers down a couple of gyms in town, you have to be more accommodating while still being true to the type of facility that you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So you put all this effort into making the facility have its personality, have its brand, um, have the, the, the right type of people that you're going to see get the best results, you go out, you find them. How much does that affect your sales process or your, your consultation, new member intake, whatever you call it, when you have a unique brand, a unique concept in the community and are really targeting specific people who align with that, what does it make those conversations look like and does it require you to have any form of structure or is a lot of it just organic conversations that eventually lead to the swipe of a credit card? Well, I think a lot of it is just, you know, getting out there in the community, um, being involved in different things in the community, you know, so that people, you know, um, see your face and they kind of, um, you know, kind of know you know, who you are and, and what you represent and make that something that they want to be a part of. Um, and then, you know, we've, we just kind of went over, you know, like you said, it's been a crazy couple of years and with all the construction and the moving, you know, budget's been a little tight. So we've had to really look at where do we want to put that, that budget that we have for marketing, where, you know, where do we want to put that, you know, do we, do we do the radio? Do we do the digital billboards around town? Do we, you know, what do we do? What is going to work for us and what are going to get, you know, the right type of people in the gym? And, you know, it's been, I mean, it's been, it's, 
a hard balance to try to figure out what is going to work. And, and sometimes I think you, you spend money somewhere and then you decide like, you know, I don't, that didn't really work for us. We need to try something different. And so a lot of trial and error. And sometimes, you know, that's hard, hard learning lessons, especially when you don't have, you know, that, you know, you don't have the money to throw away to try something that doesn't work, but you still just, you know, just move forward and, and see what's going to get people in the gym. And then I feel like after that initial, um, you know, that initial time period where you're just out there, then from there, it can be more organic. Like once you, you know, you've, you've spent the time, you know, just trying to push yourself out there, then, you know, hopefully you can get to a point where, you know, people are coming to you a little more than you having to go out and, and go to them. So. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's probably, a one of the more self-aware and business aware ways that I've heard that framed is, you know, the, the effort that goes into it and then the balancing act again, and so much of it is that of how can I, how can I pursue new opportunities or, you know, try to get outside my comfort zone without putting my, my comfort, my business at risk and always trying to figure out how much, how much can you calculate, how much can you project, and how much of it is every once in a while just, just jumping and hoping the parachute opens. So definitely a, a different way of looking at it that I've heard, I've heard from from anybody that I can remember at least recently. So I appreciate that that perspective for sure. Um, the other thing that I think is going to lend itself towards the way that you run your facility, the type of identity that has is, is always going to be staffing. Um, the smaller area you're in, the tougher it is to find people. But from our little pre-interview chat, it sounds like you've put together a pretty sizable team for the, uh, the size of the gym, for the amount of client base that you have, um, a bunch of people that you have a lot of faith in. Has there been a, a general process, you know, where you've gone, where you found these people, um, certain certain characteristics that you look for to make sure that they meld in with what you've put together there? Yeah, absolutely. I think our team is, a, you know, the most important, you know, that's a, it's a shit that it's essential to our business that the person that they see when they walk in the door and that first interaction they have with whoever they they see first when they come in is huge and so we're very big on you know our our customer service and our you know how we interact with our members so i really try to recruit before you know before i just open it up like push it out there like hey all dimensions is hiring i really try to recruit and find someone that i think is going to be a good fit with us and our team before I just push it out there. Um, I've been very lucky. We have a great team here. And, you know, we've we've had a few people that didn't work out that just, you know, weren't right for us. And and that's tough. And um, but a lot of it, I, you know, people that like to be here, um, you know, the girls that I have right now, um, either, you know, I ask around, like, do you know anyone that would be a good fit? Or um, you know, someone that works out here that I, you know, that I, that I've come to know through just coming in and out of the gym, 
you know, I try to find people that are familiar with us and, you know, what we like to do and what we stand for and, you know, try to recruit them. That's, you know, that's where I go first. And, and then if we can't go, you know, can't fill from there, then, you know, then just kind of fill, fill people out and see what, what we can get. But for me, I, you know, like I said, I coached volleyball here for like 20 years. I, you know, I know um, a lot of, you know, my former athletes or, you know, um, my husband is also coaches. I know a lot of his athletes. It's, it's nice that I know, um, you know, right now that uh, I guess age group of, of kids that are, it's a good fit for them right now. Cause it's not necessarily, you know, a career for someone to like, maybe be my front desk, um, you know, person, but, you know, able to find some pretty good people, but it's, it's, different. I mean, there's, there's a lot of turnover in the businesses around us. And so I've been lucky so far, but it's, yeah, been a struggle, I think lately, you know, just staffing everywhere in general. Yeah, definitely uh, hear a lot about labor shortage and, and things like that. And it seems to be on the upswing, but you know, that's, these things do have their cycles and, and hopefully we're on the right side of it. So I think the last bigger topic that I want to touch on is the multitude of offerings that you have there at the gym from yoga to various group classes to personal training. Um, how do you manage having, having that many things and where, where your attention goes and figuring out, you know, what, what you need to grow, what's okay, what becomes priority? Because I think it's great that you have a lot of those things, but it certainly can pull you in multiple directions. So how do you manage that? Yeah, that's been, that's been a little bit of a struggle because, um, you know, you, you want to find out what works and what people are interested in. And there have definitely been some things along the way that haven't worked out. Um, you know, we have spinning and kickboxing and TRX and, you know, I like for my instructors to be able to do what they're, you know, teach the classes they're passionate about and do what they like to do. And, sometimes it doesn't work out. We might, you know, try a class and we're just not getting great attendance and it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. And, um, you know, you always, you know, feel, you know, you feel bad because you'd like for those instructors, you want them to be able to work around their schedule and do the things that they like to do, but that's not always, you know, not always an option. So, you know, we just, try some things out and it changes too. Like in, you know, in the summer when people have, are on a different schedule and the weather's nice and they're outside and, you know, they're going to the lake and they're going golfing, our schedule is a little bit different than it is during the winter when, you know, when people aren't out and about and, and it's darker earlier. And so it's, you know, just, you kind of go with the flow, you figure out what people like and it, you know, it's a balancing act. You don't always get to do everything that you want to do, but you, you know, you uh, try to make it so that all of your um, clients are able to find something that they enjoy and keep coming back. But at the same time, you can't have classes with, you know, two or three people. So, um, you know, we've just, you know, tried a few things out and, um, you know, every once in a while it doesn't work. And sometimes, just all of a sudden we find something that just takes off. So 
So for you, it's that, that continued, let's try to figure out best ideas, best practices. We're not going to be afraid to try things, but we're also not going to be afraid to kill something as quickly as we need to, rather than fall in love with an idea that doesn't prove out to be logistically or financially feasible. You're quick to try it, but not committed to something that's not getting used or that's going to be a drag on the the operations of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to tell someone like, sorry, but that class is just not working out. We're not going to be able to offer that, you know, and go from there. But yeah. All right. Well, as our time gets a little bit short here, I have two, two big things or two more things that I want to, that I want to hit on. So, um, 2022, is there one, you know, one big goal, one thing that you're working on, something where if we revisited this, you know, a year from now, that would be a milestone or a big measure of success for you, whether it's membership or programs or some some type of feeling of something where you're like, all right, this is this is the dragon we're gonna slay in 2022. Is there something that stands out for you? Yeah, I mean, I would say that. We really just want, <laughs> I really just want to get to the point where um, our membership and our offerings are to a point where I can sleep at night without having to worry how everything, you know, uh, that, that management portion where you're, you know, trying to make sure that all the bills get paid. So when we get to the point where, um, you know, our cash flow and our you know budget is stable then then uh you know then we'll be comfortable that's our goal for 2022 like i said we you know when covid hit our membership um dropped to less than half of what it was when i started and it's been a process building it back up you know getting people in the door during that time you know a lot of people started working out at home they started doing you know there's all sorts of um, this is connected to my computer. Um, okay. So, you know, a lot of people started, um, you know, trying different avenues of, you know, getting their, their fitness in. And so just trying to, you know, um, get those people, you know, back in, into the, you know, back into a routine, back into the gym, you know, doing the things um, that they enjoy has been a process. So we're hoping that in 2022, um, you know, we're, we're back to that balance where, um, people are, are, you know, coming in and, and we're, you know, we're able to, um, do the things that we want to do without worrying so much about, you know, all those outside things that we've had to worry about the last two years. So. Yeah, you're only, I know it probably feels like 20 years, you know, you're two years or so in and an unpredictable pandemic, but uh, it seems like you're making making great strides in the right direction. So definitely exciting to see, you know, where we are at this time next year and uh, whether it's on air or off air, I'm always, always trying to check in on as many people as I can. So last question is going to be for you as, as the entrepreneur, you know, having a couple of years worth of lessons under your belt and um, being able to foresee a pandemic would be nice. But other than that, um, if you had something you could share 
with our listeners. Maybe they're thinking about taking the plunge. Maybe they just did. Somebody that's that's newly uh, head first into this that you wish somebody would have told you a couple of years ago. Is there anything that stands out there? Um, you know, um, I would just, I would say just, you know, you just got to put one foot in front of the other and every day is a new day. It was definitely a lot more stress. I knew it would be stressful, but maybe more than I anticipated, but like, like we both, you know, we're aware that it was a unique situation, but, um, if it's something that you really enjoy doing and you love showing up every day and it's right for you, then it's worth it to fight for it. But you, you just, it's going to be work. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of time. It's going to be a lot of long days and you just, uh, you know, make it yours and just go get it. I like that. Just go get it, right? You got to know that you're in for a fight. It's not going to be easy, but if it's what you want, you're going to go get it. Well said. We are officially out of time here. Before I let you go, uh, where can people find you online, website, social media, anywhere that they want to try to check out all dimensions? Yeah, right. You know, right now we're trying to revamp our, our um, website, but it's alldimensionsfitness.com. So we're working on that. We've got a few things in the works that we're working on. So hopefully that'll be updated soon. But the Facebook page um, is kind of where, where people go to stay up to date right now until we get everything else, um, you know, all figured out. So you can just look up all dimensions on, you know, Instagram or Facebook and, and kind of keep up with things there. And uh, alldimensionsfitness.com when we are ready to go. Awesome. Tony, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. You are very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you being here with us. Thank you for spending part of your day here. We hope you found value in this episode. And if you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking butt. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.